take 7,629. <laughs> okay, we are live. Welcome back to the 100K Freelance Club podcast today, everybody. We've got a new setup and a brand new guest sitting across the table from me. We're actually in person this time. Sitting across the table from me is the man, the myth, the legend, Christoph. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jacob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super good. How are you doing? Yep, I'm all good. I'm feeling good. I feel like we've taken this to the next level in that yeah. extra next level is this this glass of whiskey. Yeah, definitely. That we have with us <laughs> yeah. right now. But yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on to uh thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And um I'll give I'll I'll, I'll give the audience a bit of an intro to you. Yeah. So, uh, we're actually live right now at my place in Spain, literally in my living room. And me and Christoph, we've known each other for a good couple of years, and we actually lived together uh, in Barcelona. We had an amazing apartment in Barcelona. Yeah, and so it was great. Very cracking. Yeah, probably see some of the course videos actually that you'll see are actually in there. Like all of the uh, all of the masterclasses previous to this um, podcast were in that apartment. Yeah, some great memories in our living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Chris was sort of like the inspiration behind why we have the 100K Freelance Club course because Chris has been freelancing for about two years now. So we've been developing the course for a very long time. But Chris has been freelancing for around two years uh, and around the time that he moved into the apartment. So when we moved in together, Chris was sort of in that phase of like, he knew what freelancing was. He knew about the opportunities, but... um, had yet to like take the leap and I was sort of experimenting on him like he was my guinea pig into like okay can we you know get to some get someone to um, a decent level of freelancing mm-hmm. how fast is it going to take um, and it was yeah but I mean I'm not going to talk for you I'll let you jump in uh, and explain explain yourself give yourself the elevator yeah yeah exactly like you said like I was playing with the thoughts becoming a freelancer but I was not quite sure because it's a weird thing in Austria. <laughs> in Austria, it's not super common that people go freelancing. You always have like people telling you, ah, are you sure? Like it's way safer to be in like a common job or like going to a job from like nine to five, get your salary, you know, like it's just a safer way. And I think that's, that's the mindset in Austria, like pretty much. So at that point when I was coming to the, uh, to the apartment and like yeah as I said I was playing with the thought becoming a freelancer and then you told me about the 100k freelancer club and I was like yeah well that that sounds pretty cool and but yeah but how do I start where do I start and I think that's where you helped me the most and you become kind of a mentor to me in that way because I had so many questions and so many little questions as well that you if you don't know someone you don't want want to bother someone like you're asking these little questions but it's exactly those little questions that helps you the most I think or that help you the most because it's at some point I remember I came to you and I just asked yeah I was in this meeting for like two hours now and it was so pointless like we did to repeat each other a thousand times like they had a conversation within the team and I was just sitting there listening to like an internal meeting they had and I was asking you yeah well they stole me basically two hours what should I do now and then 
you jumped in and said like, yeah, but it's your time. Like charge them for that meeting because like they booked you and it's your time. And yeah, it was exactly like those little tips that helped me so much, like becoming the freelancer I am now. I mean, I'm still in like junior mid-level position, I'd say, but still like with a hundred K freelancer club and especially you as like kind of my mentor, I improved the first two years, I'd say like so rapidly. And yeah, that was just like, that was just a jackpot for me. Yeah. I mean, so many people like make that mistake and I did as well. Like when people like they call you, it's even if like a client calls you randomly. So if you're working on like a client project and they call yeah. you and that phone call takes half an hour, like I would be so annoyed in the past, like, ah, it's like taking half an hour away from me. But yeah. you know, if you've only got an, you, you've only got a certain number of hours in the day, so you've only exactly. got a potential amount to bill for. If somebody takes that time, you have to bill them for it. And then what I found as well, as soon as I started doing that, clients started respecting my time a lot more. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have these pointless meetings because if they called me, they knew yeah. it was on the clock. So they wanted to be efficient. I wanted to be efficient. It yeah. just allowed me to complete projects faster and more efficiently whilst making more money as well. Because like if, you know, if it's a month long project and say over that month, you have 10 meetings that drag on for an hour each meeting, you've yeah. lost in your case, then 10 hours of billable time. So exactly you know, yeah. $40 an hour, that's $400 down the drain on phone calls that you didn't want to be in. So it's exactly, just, it's like simple tips like that. It's like really hard to like, is is well like building the course is really hard to like think of every little thing I think yeah why it's really helped like just speaking to you speaking to other freelancers like yeah what do you need to know and just be in there like ask answering questions and exactly like yeah. just building it as we go because it's, yeah. i think it's so hard to just sit down in one moment and go, go i'm gonna build a course today and then just bang it out and yeah record it like it's impossible because you yeah i think so like, too yeah you just you just can't think of everything in in that moment but i mean yeah um but yeah we've i mean we've had some great times as well like just yeah that's building true. the course and like going yeah but like even today like i think this is the wonderful thing about like freelancing and having the flexibility to do what you want is you just get to be creative and like we exactly. work together on a number of projects yeah um is is well i pass on a lot of freelance work to you and we just we just have fun doing it yeah exactly like we're in a co-working space in barcelona or in a zoom call i'm in spain you're in yeah. austria like it's just exactly it's, it's a good life. yeah like for example like that that project we had the other day like it was like a week or two weeks ago it was just sitting like in i was sitting on the sofa it was i don't know like probably in the afternoon and you gave me a call and yeah um, should we do this? Like we have the opportunity to pitch like a Shopify, uh, website to our client. And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, just let's do it. And then, yeah, but we have a meeting tomorrow and it would be great if we can show it, show it to him tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like we can do that. And then we just chimed on the computers. Like we were on a disco call or something, I guess I, I remember. And then it was just, we were sitting there for like four or five hours, like kind of together, but we were like thousands of kilometers apart. I was like in Austria in my office and you've been in Spain. And it was just, it's so great to be like that flexible that you, I don't know, you can work whenever you want, like wherever you want. It's just so cool. And you still have that feeling, especially when you're 
working freelance, sometimes it's kind of hard because you work just on your own almost at the time. Yeah. And then it's really, it really helps you if you have someone to team up with and to just do a project together. And yeah, these are the coolest projects. And I, I think that's what I love most about freelancing, that you're just so flexible. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's stressful, sure, because other people might say, yeah, I don't want to sit like until one o'clock in the morning building a website. But I don't know. I I really enjoy those those projects where it's like, yeah, and it's because you have the freedom of choice. Like exactly, if yeah. You had a boss that said to you, "You have to work late tonight." You'd be like so annoyed. Yeah, and it would yeah. like you'd be agitated doing it. But like it's like you could do it tonight. You could do it tomorrow. You yeah. could do it in a week. It's a hundred percent up to you. Yeah, exactly. if you do it. So it just, yeah. even though it's the same, it could be the same work. Like just having the freedom to say no to it, like completely, like yeah. in a relaxed situation. Just it just makes it so much better. Yeah. And then like if you're like us, like today we woke up pretty late. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nine o'clock. We did say <laughs> we were going to get up super early. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll get up really early. We go to the gym. We do the podcast. Yeah. We we got a couple of videos to record. Like bam bam bam. But then we ended up getting up at like nine or something. Yeah. And then had we a went to breakfast. The, had a chill <laughs> breakfast. Went to the gym at ten. Yeah. Um, and then we had like we had such a great workout. And then we went yeah. to the steam room sauna. We come back like you know just before the midday, and we feel like you know super refreshed. Laptops yeah. open. You know, working on some stuff. The podcast is going, and then now we're in that zone. Like now, this is in like our time, and like exactly, you know, who knows? And like some days, it could lead to like you know a twelve-hour work session, or other days, you know, just you know a couple of hours. And I think as long as you get done what you say you're going to do, then that's yeah. that's all that freelancing is. It's like when you're working for clients, just do what you're going to say, like yeah. what you've said you're going to do. Exactly. And so. Like what you were saying earlier about like, you know, your parents in Austria and stuff like that and, and people like strict like, oh, wouldn't it be better to get a job? Like, yeah. wouldn't it be better to do this and that? And people, I think they just, like my parents the same in England, like, you know, my grandparents as well, especially yeah. like, oh, wouldn't it be, I think they would rather see me work in a supermarket yeah, that... knowing <laughs> I've got a solid like 40 hours a week in a supermarket yeah. than like freelancing. And, and even like friends, here in around the world they can't understand the concept that you can make a living just working a couple of hours a week like yeah and this isn't like i i hate it when people say this as well like this isn't like you know freelancing isn't like a get rich quick scheme it's not anything yeah. like that it's just like um obviously you need a lot of hard work but you can you know you can put yourself in a position where you're charging a decent hourly rate yeah and if you have a, a low say living cost you know, yeah. of like your living cost a thousand euros a month or something, and you're making two thousand five hundred. You know, two thousand five hundred isn't a ton of money. Well, yeah. if you're only working seven hours a week or fifteen hours a week, and after all your expenses, you're pocketing one thousand euros. Yeah. Like you're living the dream, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> you know, and as long as more importantly as well, like you're doing, like you're enjoying the work. In exactly what yeah. you were saying the other day is that like the reason why, you know, we love working together in the freelance world is because there's all these new exciting projects that come up. Yeah, exactly. And you get a chance to work on it. It's always fresh, right? Yeah. It's not that you have to do the same work every single day again. And you have the feeling like you never did something meaningful because you just wrote like 
50 emails that day or something and had maybe three Zoom calls. It's always, as you said, like it's always something fresh, something new. Like one day you get a client that sells, I don't know, airbrushes, for example. And the next day you have a call, you're on a call with someone selling, I don't know, chips or, or peanuts or something like that. And it's always like super interesting for me personally that to dive into that topic because for example like I'm a UX designer and graphic designer and it's always you kind of have to know the client or the field you're working in so let's stick to that example with an airbrush you have to kind of understand what is the target audience of airbrushes I didn't even know that this was such a big field like airbrushing but there is like many people using airbrushes for different things but you kind of have to get into that to understand, yeah, what or who am I designing for? Like, who is the target audience I'm designing for? And that's the cool thing. And like, I've done like a couple of projects with like completely different stuff. Like, it's a tech company, it's a bank, it's like airbrushing, whatever. And all of them want, yeah, graphic design or UX design, but all of them are completely different projects. Yes, yeah, like and I think you challenge. It's yeah, exactly. The core concept is the same. Yeah. But there's a different challenge within that. Yeah, you, you are you the use, win. Exactly. And you use your skill set that you've built like the last couple of years in graphic design, let's say, and you use that skill set, but in a different field. And that's what makes it cool, like in general freelancing for me, that you always have like to overcome like new challenges and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. And I think what makes us successful is that like we when we work with clients like we're well we're in a comfortable position both of us i think financially where we we're not we don't have to take on any clients that we don't yeah want. so we only take on clients that we're interested in which exactly, is yeah. definitely a big aim as a as a beginner freelancer you want to get yeah. to that point as soon as possible but it also means that when we take on clients we take on clients that we genuinely care about the result like we yeah. gen like we genuinely want to succeed like we're so excited to make this company more sales and to grow this company and to yeah. produce the best work that we can because maybe it's like down in like my core is like it's competition yeah. like i want to <laughs> be the best like yeah you know we go into different industries like you're saying like the airbrush industry like yeah. well if we work with an airbrush client like our client you know, he is gonna be the biggest damn airbrush in the world, like yeah. one day, off the back of like what we're doing. So exactly, yeah. It's I like it, and I think if you can like take that mentality like into your work, like take that kind of like sportsmanship yeah. into freelancing, like yeah, it benefits you loads. Like treat everything as a game. Like, yeah, want to win. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know, like if everybody has that competitive burn inside them. But if you do, I think it'll be good to you know take advantage. Yeah. Like, I think like like a little competitive mindset is good in the freelance world because you want to be better than other freelancers to win that client, to like get the best out of that project. I think you do need a little bit of a competitive mindset, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it as well, like as well as just competition with other freelancers, and you were saying earlier about like, you know, working alone as a freelancer, it can get like a bit lonely. That whiskey is yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to hide it there. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it is it's like poker face every time we sip it yeah we've been watching too many too many podcast videos where they're drinking whiskey and we, yeah we thought we were there but we're not unfortunately <laughs> maybe one day yeah maybe one day <laughs> but as i was saying um i've, I've gone off track now oh yeah the yeah. competition element so like yeah. okay like as well as being in competition with other freelancers and um there's this there's this element of community that I think you need to be a part of as a freelancer, but yeah. you're going to fall into what Chris is talking about, where if you're a remote digital freelancer, a lot, you don't have like a department, you don't have a team, like yeah. you're on your own, you're bouncing from project to project most of the time, or you're working on a specific thing inside of a company. So you don't have that team, you don't have that connection, you don't have that face-to-face -face interactivity, so it can get lonely, it can yeah, get boring. Definitely. And, you know, you do need that community of people, but not just for, like, the friendship and, like, to, you know, stay sane. It's also when you have a community and when you have yeah. a group, everybody is always looking out for each other inside of that group. So I'm always thinking when a new client comes knocking at my door, like, yeah. oh, how can I, you know, how can I refer them to Chris as well? Like, oh, yeah. I can do this bit. Chris can do that. Yeah. Or I can get this bit in, and oh, they need video as well. I can pass them over to Steve, or I can pass them over to Nick. Yeah, you know, like there's this like there's this community where like everybody's just helping each other out. And yeah, everybody knows like that we've got each other's back. And exactly. There's no like, I mean, I guess as well, you need to be kind of careful. I guess there are some people out there that would try and stab you on the back and take you know clients and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you get a feel for that just as like a human being. You know, like you can tell yeah. when someone's like you know not a great person exactly yeah and but i think what we've built is and this is what we're trying to build as well inside the 100k freelance club community is just a place where like you can chill hang out and look out for each other exactly and it helps you so much as well for example if you're designing something sometimes you're not quite sure like is this the right design is this the best design for that client and then maybe you know another graphic designer or like another ux designer or whatever and then you just ask him for like a professional second opinion on that. And that helps you grow as a, as a designer as well, or in general, like as a freelancer, that you ask other people that are in the field, even though if it's not a graphic designer, but like, a, let's say a video editor who's having an eye for design as well. And you ask him about his or her opinion. And that helps you a lot as well to grow as a designer, because sometimes you just like doubting yourself, doubting your skills. Like I think everyone gets to that point where you just think like, oh, how can I charge that much, mon that much money for that project? I I'm not even that good. Yeah. But, and then it helps just talking to someone else and they just give you support and they just be there for you and like, don't know, tell you like, you're a good designer. Like this is a great design. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And then, like, even, like, on the flip side as well, they can, you know, they have the confidence of a friend to tell you, like, yo, Chris, that sucks, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that that is even more important to have friends <laughs> telling you, oh, this is not your best design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too much whiskey, mate. Get out yeah. of the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, get out of the whiskey, mate. <laughs> and start that's to write it properly. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And... Yeah, I think like you have that maybe if you work in a in a company because I've worked in a company before 
And you kind of have that there as well. Sometimes if you have like good working colleagues that they tell you like, this is good, this is bad. And like exactly like, I think at some point if you're freelancing long enough and you have your network, it kind of like that network becomes kind of your company. Yeah. Because like, you know, like I have a video, editor, I have a photographer, which I'm always going to. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's like the photo department in that company and you just like call this guy or this girl. Yeah, exactly. Like that adds to your value as a freelancer. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're a well-connected freelancer. You can get, you know, anything done. And I yeah. think that is like tremendous value to companies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, because, you know, as clients are looking at you and you can, you know, you can get this done, that done, this done, and you're not being like a jack of all trades doing it yourself. You just said, you know, don't worry, I've got a great video person who could do this yeah. you know, soon as well. And because you're in contact with them, like it's your friend, they're going to help you out. Like, yeah, I know exactly. if I had a client that, you know, desperately needed some UX design for a product that was launching next week, I could just call you up. But yeah, exactly. don't worry, I've got Chris. Chris could do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you know, like these people and you know, like they're going to deliver a certain quality. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I can refer this guy for that project and like, I still have my face, you know, like I still keep my face because they're delivering the same quality that I deliver in my field. Yeah, exactly. And this is super important as well because you, you don't want to be like the best designer or whatever and then like referral a really bad photographer because that's bad light for you as well. Yeah. So I think like it's really like tricky to to like set up your network and like get good people around you but it's super important as well and i think this is as well um one point why like experienced freelancers could charge more because of their network as well because they can can add additional value to a certain project by just because they did maybe like a similar project in the past and they know like yeah we had massive success by filming like a video campaign for example and then they say, or they just go like to their client, yeah, maybe we should try doing a video as well. I know a really good like guy with like that makes great videos and a video editor and stuff. And then that adds another like additional value to the project. And that's because he's so experienced. He has like the network. And then just like in general, you pay like a good freelancer for his or her network as well, I think because they can add so much more value to every project. Yeah, exactly. Imagine you're a company and you're looking at two freelancers with equal skill, but one has a massive network and one doesn't. Who are you going to hire? Definitely the one with the bigger network. Yeah. Benefits you like in every way. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Ah, And another thing that I wanted to get onto you um, about as well, which is one of the reasons why we invited you on the podcast today was yeah. the mix that you have at the moment mm-hmm. it seems like a pretty sweet mix and i don't know whether it's like an intermediate point for you or not um but basically chris is in a situation now where he has like um like a a, a fixed contract with one company which is like it was yeah. 25 hours or something now i think it's like 30 hours yeah. so it's like a half week or three quarter week contract with um, a company and then the rest, um, you know, maybe 20 hours a week freelancing as well, which gives yeah. you that massive flexibility to, well, I think it also, it was a quick way. It was like a shortcut 
to get to that position I was talking about before where you don't have to accept clients you don't want because you're in yeah. a good financial position. Exactly, yeah. I'm I'm working with that client for like a year and a bit now. And it's kind of like a normal working contract, so it's not a kind of freelancing contract thing. It's like I'm like a proper employee by them or like in that company. And the good thing is because they like wanted me and they hired me and I was telling them, yeah, but I... Like my plan is to become a freelancer and everything. Um, but by that time I had like two or three smaller projects going on. So I couldn't go back and say like, yeah, I'm going to work 40 hours for you now. So that was kind of clear for me. And now I think I got like best of both worlds maybe because I'm working, as you said, like I start with 24 hours and now like for the next six months because they need it, um, I, I took 30 hours a week uh, and still, yeah, like 15, 20 hours on average, I, I'd say I'm doing freelance work, but yeah, it's like, it's different. Like the, the thing we said before that when you're freelancing, because I like I have set days from Monday to Wednesday, um, working for that company and it just feels different. Although I'm super flexible in that company but it just feels different to work for like an employer because you kind of feel bad if you make like two hours lunch break or go for a run like during your working hours, yeah. even though it feels super chill like with that, but still you kind of feel bad and it's just like a weird feeling. And you don't have that if you're working for yourself because then you know like you have to deliver on Friday and if you do it on Monday, like first thing in the morning, or Thursday in the middle of the night, no one cares. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and most companies, like as a freelancer, you're paying to get stuff done, right? So they just want to know as a company, right, this needs to be completed. If you're not on, you know, you could be on an hourly rate and then obviously if you do it faster, then yeah. you know, you've probably like, you know, made yourself look better for them because it's saved them costs, you've been more efficient and probably earn you more work in the future. Yeah. But if it's like a project based, they don't care how long it takes you. You've said you're going to get that done for that price. They don't care, you know, if it takes you six seconds. Like if it takes you six seconds, you know, it's it's better for them. Like, you, yeah. could, you know, get yourself into a position where you are in the right mindset. You're focused. You're motivated to do it. And yeah. it takes you three hours then you know being in a bad position where you're kind of in a slump and it takes you six hours just because you couldn't take that break or couldn't do what you want so for example yeah. like i've been in long-term contracts before and you like you wake up a bit later it's like half past eight you've you're feeling sluggish you wanted to go to the gym um you wanted to start your day right get active get in the yeah. right mind space but you can't you just have to get up and go to the desk and start working and exactly like, you're working inefficiently you're working slowly but like just having, just being your own boss and having the flexibility, like you know you're gonna get that done. It doesn't matter what hour of the day you're doing it, like you know yeah. you're gonna get it done. So you can you can set yourself up for success by doing these. Yeah, and, and I think that was a pretty good point you've made that you can choose the hours to work where you're most efficient. For example, my hours where I'm most efficient is from, you know, probably eight in the evening until 12 in the night. Because, I don't know, I just like it when it's like dark outside, I just have a little light on in my office and like working on my own. But 
for example, on the afternoon after lunch break, I think everyone gets that that lunch low. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's just like you have to be in the office that time because it's just kind of mandatory. Yeah, and but you sit there, you work for like two, three hours, however long that low is. But you're super inefficient. Like you're like don't come up with creative ideas. Like you're just like working really slow and inefficient. And it would be just better to go for a walk or like take a quick nap even. And yeah, then like working on, on, on that project or whatever, and you'd be twice as fast because you can just choose when you want to work. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Yeah, I think that like, I don't know if I'm too far gone. Like I've obviously just been in business and freelance my entire working yeah. life. And you know, being in situations where you're put inside of a cage, it, I don't know, it really affects my productivity, my mood, my outcome. Like yeah. I don't feel in control of the situation. I don't feel like I'm giving, you know, or getting the best results um, that I could get. But, you know, I think there is, uh, I know, I, I guess a lot of things that you can do to overcome that, like, you know, power naps, if you, you are in those situations yeah. and stuff like that, or just realizing that, you know, even if it's a, four minute walk yeah just standing up from your desk going outside walking around just getting that cloud out of your head coming back and then yeah i think that's on. that's super important to just find a way to to get your motivation or your efficiency back even though if it like if it's a walk if it's like a power nap as you said i think there's this is like pretty important for everyone not just like employees but as well as freelancers because you get that as well as a freelancer if you work like for like eight hours on a project like the whole day like you're super into it and then like at one time there comes a low and yeah you just have to find your way to overcome that low and I think yeah you just just find what what fits best for you I think yeah yeah exactly and then do you think that you would be worried now like would you be scared if you're 25 hour contract got taken away from you if that contract got pulled would do you have confidence in yourself and your network at the moment that you would be fine just picking up other freelance contracts um i think i would like obviously it would be a shock in the first place or like in the first moments but i think i'd be fine because as you said because of my network as well because now i have like a couple of people where i I'm getting clients from them as well, so I'm not like I'm not desperately searching or like going to like freelance platforms, like taking every deal. So I could just reach out to my network and say like, yeah, guys, I have more hours now to work for you guys or like to work with you guys more. So I think I have the confidence to could take that step, but like by now I don't. It's kind of it's not that I don't want to go freelance 100%. I really want to do that. But it's more that I promise that company that I will work the next six hours for them, uh, the next six months for them. Uh, and it's kind of like, yeah, I promise that. So I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? After those six months, um, if I either reduce like the hours drastically or don't know, I just, maybe I make a contract, like a freelance contract with them. Whenever they need me, they call me and I do like projects for them. 
because I think that'd be the most efficient way for both of us. Because then I'm not sitting in the office like 30 hours or 25 hours or whatever just because it's in my contract. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. There's so yeah. many companies that, and just so many employees that, like, everybody would benefit the company and the employee if they just changed it to like yeah. a freelance contract and they just come in and did what they needed to do i feel like this is yeah. so much dead time in exactly companies, you know like and all of my employee <laughs> friends that i speak to it's like i just call her like 2 p.m on a tuesday and yeah. they're just like what are you doing oh nothing just bored at work yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and what's the point like you're stealing time from your employer like you you're stealing time for yourself. You just sit there doing nothing productive, nothing that has benefit to anyone, but you still have to be there. So exactly, it's like these like I, I like to think of it as like um, talent locks. So like they just they just guarantee that they can have you, you know, by having yeah. you in this forty-hour contract. And yeah. it just I hate that construct because it feels like it just like puts you in like a cage mentally, where it's like really hard to like escape yeah. and create and work on other stuff and. It's like swinging back to what we were saying earlier as well. Like all our friends and family, they get horrified by the fact <laughs> yeah. that, well, you're only working, you're only going to work like 15 hours a yeah. week, 10 hours a week. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, well, you know, I put myself in a position like which took a decade to get here. But yeah. like in those 10, 15 hours, I'm out earning all of my friends that are working 40 hours in an employed position. Yeah. You know, and you're like, happier doing it as well. And, yeah, yeah, like the lifestyle is yeah so good, but I don't just sit here and like like you know brag about it, but it's like it's definitely achievable, and it's not like you don't even have to be making hundreds of thousands yeah or a anything. It's just like I mean, if you find what you need yeah and just hit that goal, just write it down in a spreadsheet exactly. Okay, like my outgoings are this, I want this much money for like you know fun coupons yeah, and then just what do I have to do to get that yeah and then get that. Exactly, right. and and as you said, like if it's your if it's your goal to you know earn two hundred k a year, yeah, then that's your goal, and then you're probably working your ass off. You're probably working like sixty hours a week or something. But if your your goal is to just be happy and like living a cool, nice lifestyle, you're probably fine with just like twenty, thirty hours of work. Yeah. And then you earn enough to have like a good lifestyle, to have a cool apartment, to like don't worry about like your next vacation or whatever. Um because life is a vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're working in sunny Spain, we're gonna go chill in Barcelona next week. Like yeah. we're gonna be, you know, working in the day, just yeah. you know, projects, go to a co working space, do some cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but like it's not like you know, we have to be working until like, oh, I can't leave until six. Yeah. And we want to go to this place or catch this event. It's like, oh, I'm going to catch this event and then finish that project later in the evening. Like, exactly, yeah. And that's the cool thing about freelancing in general, that you're so flexible to do whatever you want. If you want to work like the next three months, I want to work like less. I want to just travel the world or just chill. I just take less clients. Yeah. And... I just work like five hours a week if I want to. Exactly. And and that's the cool thing that you don't have as an employee, I think. That you can choose how much or how little or how yeah. Or whatever you want to work. Like you can choose you are your own boss. And that's like for me, I think like 
like we tell that as it is like the best thing ever and like everyone should do that but you need like yeah you you need some people yeah like obviously there is a there is a huge element of risk like you could yeah definitely clients overnight you might not get like more clients in the future as unlikely as that may be and you can obviously work to make that more unlikely but obviously if you want to take like a a month holiday or let's just say like a two-week holiday which would be possible in an employed position like you're not going to be getting paid for those two weeks so it's like the rest of your time like how you bill it has to account for those like holidays that you're going to be yeah exactly you're going to be taking and like you know my girlfriend is is one of the people that needs like she needs stability like obviously she sees how we live yeah and she's like oh that is awesome and i was like yeah you know anybody could do it like you could do it too and she's just completely open and transparent about it like yeah but it's it's not for me like i need that stability yeah exactly one that stability of the employed position the same amount of money is coming in every single month i know if i'm sick if something happens to me whatever that money is coming in so there is like a juggle like there is a risk yeah and to it everyone i think just has to pick whatever's best for them yeah because yeah there is like benefits to it that you know exactly yeah at the end of the month i'm gonna get like my salary and i'm 100 percent sure like next month is gonna be there as well yeah and yeah as you said like there is the possibility to lose all your clients within so but yeah as we said like it's like i think everyone just has to figure it out for themselves yeah which like is it for me like that is something i've really like thought through a lot before i started freelancing because i was like as i said like i was still in that like i call it like austrian mindset where everyone like thinks like stability and like it's the most important thing ever because like if you have a stable job like you you'd be happy like it's just the best thing to have a stable job and like earn good money and like in five years time you're gonna be promoted and stuff like that yeah. it's just in the in the head of the people in austria but and it's hard to get that out if you grew up like this like with that kind of mindset everyone around you has but once you've overcome that mindset and like be really open about like yeah there's other working models out there for example like they have freelancing or like whatever then it's like you have to choose for yourself like is the is freelancing is that lifestyle is that something for me i want to do yeah and yeah yeah because i i would say if, if somebody asked me like oh is freelancing the best way to make a lot of money or to get rich yeah. i think i would say no because yeah. i think i would say I think I'd say from the experiences I have from like the people around me and the people that I know and what I've seen, I think one of the easiest and straightforward routes would to be to just pick a field, a high paying field, like software engineer, train, internship, get a job, like and ruthlessly try to get in one of the top tech companies like Google, where you'll get a massive salary, say 150 to 250K, um you know after a couple of years of like proving yourself and just invest well you know you're getting that money in live below your means and invest you're gonna have a lot of money left over to invest yeah and just do that i mean you're gonna be working a lot of hours 40 50 60 a week every single week 
yeah. and you're going to live that employment lifestyle. But I think that's a hell of a lot easier than diving into the freelance world and fighting every week, you know. Like, yeah. You're trying to win those clients, get those deals, yeah. make those contracts, yeah. you know. But I think people like you, like, we just get addicted to the game, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. We love like, business as well. Yeah, as, yeah like, definitely. As well as just the skill that we're doing or, like, the skill that the person may be doing. You just got to have that, like, that want for business. As well. And it's just the best feeling if you, like, maybe sometimes you poke a little bit and... I don't know, like write a proposal and you're not quite sure about it. Like, ah, yeah, did you ask for too much or like, was it the right amount uh, I wrote in the proposal? But it's, there's no better feeling than winning a client that you've like desperately wanted. For example, like there is this super cool client that came to me. Yeah, can you do this and that? And I knew they have like a lot of money or have, yeah, have a lot of money. And I was like thinking like, yeah, how should I, how should I approach this? Because like the service I was offering was like not too, like too big. It was just a couple hours. So I was thinking like, yeah, I could like try to undershoot. I don't know if you can say that <laughs> undershoot my, uh, the other freelancers and go in with a really low price and then just upsell my other services to this client. And then like that have that worked out perfectly for me. Like in that scenario, like you don't always have those wins, but in that case, that worked out perfectly. So I got in with a really low like proposal and then just upsold my other services to them because I like I gained their trust and then, yeah, and then I got like that client to that like hourly rate or the, like daily rate I wanted to, but just with like, not with the like the short way, but I took the longer way to like maybe earn not that much in the first place. But after that, I got to my rates I wanted to um, to bill and I got the client. And that was just a great feeling because it's a cool client. I'm still working with it or with him. And it's just a cool project now. Yeah. And yeah, and there's no better feeling than winning a client you really oh, want. Like that. Yeah, and that's champagne. Yeah, <laughs> uh, get rid of this goddamn whiskey. Pass me that shit. Yeah, oh, the contract's been signed. Yeah, it's been <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah, I love that. It's like, I guess it's the equivalent of like when you go to job interviews and you get the job. Yeah, exactly. And that every month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're stressed as hell every month too. So yeah, it's like, do I get the jobs? Do I them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god well we're coming up we've been on the podcast for like more than 40 minutes now so i'm gonna end out with asking you a question what do you think your top tips to freelancing are like what helped you the most like what would you recommend obviously get a 900k freelancer club course <laughs> <laughs> no for real like um i think the top tip i have is get yourself a mentor or someone who is in the freelance world for a couple of years and ask him as many questions as you can. Like there is no, it sounds weird, but there is no stupid questions. Just ask whatever you don't understand or if you're not sure about anything, just ask, ask everyone. Because that helped me a lot. I mean, we had a special situation because we were living together. I could just walk in your room and ask you, even though it was just like a silly question. But that helped me 
like so much, especially in the beginning, because you're so insecure in the beginning. You don't know how to do stuff. You don't know how to speak to clients. Like, what should I build? What should I not build? Like, like all these questions, like we cover a lot in the 100K freelance course. But yeah, I think that's the top tip. Get yourself a mentor and ask him as many questions as you can. Yeah, love it. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. um, Yeah, I guess everybody listening, if you want to head over to www.100kfreelancerclub.com, you can access our free material um, there where we teach you how to to start your freelance career. So, um, yeah, check us out on socials as well, at 100K Freelance Club, and make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. That would really help us out. Much love and appreciation. Yeah. Chris. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.